What's up, everybody? And welcome to Authentically Imperfect, where we talk about the fact that you don't have to have it all together to fulfill your calling and purpose. My name is Natasia, and I'm your host for this podcast. Happy New Year! It is 2024 officially! Yes! Super, super excited. I hope all of you listeners had an amazing new year. I hope that you got to rest over the holidays, just like rejuvenate, recharge. You know, we're, we're getting back into it, right? We're getting back into the flow of going back to work. I personally decided to take the last week of the year off and I'm so glad I did that. So I'm kind of like learning how to adjust back into the workflow and things like that. Um, but yeah, it is super exciting to be with you all today and just to kind of, um, look forward to what's going to happen in the coming new year. So I know everybody likes to go through like the goal setting and these are my goals and this is what I want to do. Excuse me. And then. Oftentimes we don't have a strong plan for execution. So if you do have goals that you want to achieve this year, I also admonish you to think about how can I execute these goals in an effective manner? Um, Because part of the reason I'm staying out of the gym is because first of all, I've been going to the gym for several years now. It is a part of my regimen. Like it's just a part of my self-care. It's a part of me feeling better. Just like me loving on myself. Right. Um, listen, (laughs) the gym, I was like, give it until January. I'm going to say fourth or fifth. And that mug is going to be clean and clear as I don't know what. So (laughs) I am not banking on the gym to stay very full. And then it's like, okay, you know, but in the meantime, like I definitely have been pursuing some other passions that like give me my physical fitness and cardio. And I like to walk. I've been outside. I feel like winter where I'm at has not officially been winter just yet like you know I've kind of let go of like I'm dreaming of a white Christmas it's like we ain't had a white Christmas in like god knows how many years okay so we could stop singing that song for Christmas time (laughs) um but yeah so as we are here in 2024 Um, yeah, I admonish you if you have goals, just like have a strong plan for execution. I know a really great book that I started to read maybe about halfway through is Atomic Habits. And I know that's a very popular book, um, but the rationale really is kind of thinking not just about setting habits, but thinking about the why we do things, why we set habits, um, if we really want to make an adjustment. Because sometimes, I don't know about y'all, but sometimes like I could be the person that's like, all right, I'm going to jump full in. And then it can cause you to become frustrated with yourself over time because you're trying to take on the world. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm not Superman. Back up. Little baby steps. And it really is like celebrate the progress that no one sees, but you're able to see it. So anytime you're able to see a progress for yourself, like give yourself a pat on the back. You made it. And also that's another thing. You've made it. You've made it to another year, you know? And there's such a gratitude for life that I have even now sitting here. It's like some people didn't wake up today, right? But you did. And you're here, I'm here, 
we're here and it's beautiful i love it so yeah take advantage of the life that you have the life that you desire um the life god desires for you hey haha <laughs> cuz we want to take him into account most of all hallelujah um but yeah like take those things into consideration and like we're going to have a great year i do believe you know we're going to have a great year as we go from day to day and really in life it's a process it's a journey period period <laughs> so with that being said <laughs> uh today i just wanted to jump on real quick because this thing arrested me yesterday and i was like yo sis got to talk about this on her podcast so people who know me know that i love to grocery shop at trader joe's not for everything i have two grocery stores that i love trader joe's is one and there's another but when i went in there one thing i do love to get for myself is i've really gotten into the habit of buying myself flowers it's just like it's a thing for me it's like i don't need no man to buy me flowers i can buy it for myself amen beautiful <laughs> um but it's like this form of like self care and for me to reflect on something really beautiful and for me to reflect on something wholesome and aesthetically pleasing and it's really just like i don't know it sometimes it awakens like the creativity in me based on the type of bouquet that i have so today or not today a couple days ago i went to trader joe's and i got this bouquet of flowers and it is a beautiful bouquet and i was looking at the bouquet and i was like wow um this is really like the colors and um just like all of the different things about it um i was like wow you know what what do i what do i do you know with this and it was it was just really gorgeous and i was like okay so I came home and I, I put them in their vase and I learned how to like prep flowers so that they last longer in the vase, right? Um, and so I did all of that and I went out and I did a few other things and then I came back home and I noticed that I had this beautiful sunflower. I love sunflowers, okay? I love sunflowers, they are my favorite. They're probably my favorite flower right now in my life. I just really love sunflowers. I think they're special. And there's a sunflower right in the bouquet. But I noticed that while all the other flowers were blooming and blossoming and they look very strong and very healthy, the petals on them are like, hey, girl, welcome. But the sunflower looks a little droopy and it looks a little weary. And I was like, mm interesting the first thing that came out of my mouth was you were plucked out of season ah! Ah! that thing has hit me even now i was like "Woo! you've been plucked out of season and so a few seconds ago when i was like mumbo joeing mumbo jumboing like uh you know i'm talking but really i was looking up hey how long are sunflowers in season and i was reading and i it says sunflowers bloom during summer and into autumn 
Perennial sunflowers bloom for a period of 8 to 12 weeks, with some beginning as early as July and others finishing as late as August. So they stay in bloom, right, for 10 to 13 weeks after planting. So really, sunflowers are typically harvested July through October. <laughs> and... I was like, oh, wow. I was like, this is really interesting that the sunflower is droopy, but the rest of the flowers are blooming. And so y'all know me. I love a good definition. When I said plucked out of season, I looked at it and I was like, okay, the definition of plucked, right? It's a verb. It says to take hold of something and quickly remove it from its place. Then there's another definition that says quickly or suddenly remove someone from a dangerous or unpleasant situation. <laughs> Y'all take hold. I'm going to just read these again. Take hold of something and quickly remove it from remove it from its place. Okay. Then the second definition says quickly or suddenly remove someone from a dangerous or unpleasant situation okay i want to focus on the first one right which is to like remove something quickly out of its place so for me it was really interesting that this sunflower was in the bouquet but it was plucked out of season right like typically excuse me, and I've been really thinking about like timing in my life and the cadence for certain types of timing when it comes to not just certain things that I desire, but like the pace of God, right? The rhythm of God, the cadence of God and like his timing for us and his timing for the things he's doing in our lives. It really is one of those things where I'm learning personally, um, if you desire to like truly walk with him and have a relationship with him, like that's my G. Um, <laughs> if you want to have a relationship with him, then it really is like his pace, his cadence, his timing. And there's a realm of trust in that. There's a realm of trust in the ability to walk with him, knowing that he's going to bring you to an expected end because he is his word says like it is his hope and desire that we come to a good and expected ending that we know that our future is secure our future is definitive our relationship with him is secure and sometimes i would think about this like cadence and rhythm with him as punishment because of my own impatience, my own pride, my own arrogance, and even my own entitlement. Let me tell you something. The Lord has been dealing with me about like the spirit of entitlement for myself. <laughs> I was like, dang girl, like you can be bossy and you can be demanding at times. And just because you desire these things doesn't necessarily mean that it's the I don't want to say timing, but it's not necessarily the rhythm and the cadence that God is walking you through, right? It's not that he didn't say you wouldn't get it. He promised you that you would receive, right? 
Um, and I'm not just talking about physical things. I'm also talking about deliverance, right? There have been times where I tried to rush through my deliverance process and be like, okay, it was expelled. Now I'm healed. And the Lord's like, <laughs> yes, it was. The demon was expelled. And now guess what? You got to walk through a process. You have to walk in time. You have to walk in cadence. You have to walk in rhythm with me because your deliverance process, guess what? It is based on my timing and you will find yourself eventually getting to the place where, yeah, you are whole and you are healed. And guess what? Another test will come back around to show you that you are whole and healed based on how you respond and how you react now, because God brings similar situations, right? He uses similar right? He uses similar. So, and sometimes he uses that to demonstrate to us just how far we've come in our walk and in our journey. So let that be a point of encouragement for somebody who's been like, yo, facts. All right. I thought the demon was expelled and that's it. It's like, uh -huh, no, baby girl, baby boy, boo -boo. deliverance is a whole process and it takes time. It just takes time. And we'll leave it at that. Um, but being out of season, right? Being plucked out of season. It's really interesting to me how, um, even with this sunflower, there was still some quality of life, right? There's a quality of life that the sunflower still has. And while I have been trying to rehabilitate it, you know, I had to realize that, in the process of me trying to rehabilitate it, sometimes you just have to let it die. <laughs> that was for somebody, okay? Jesus, let me tell you something. <laughs> sometimes you have to let the old thing die. Woo! Mm-mm-mm. That just, I'm full <laughs> off of that. Sometimes you have to let that old thing die. You have to let the old perspective die. You have to let the old version of yourself die. You have to allow um, the, the ideologies die. You have to allow some relationships to die in both romantic, familial friendships. It doesn't matter. Sometimes those things have to die. Uh, professional dreams, oh God come through here. <laughs> Professional dreams, right? Sometimes those have to die. And for me, I've been in this season of dying to self and crucifixion in, in not like Jesus, because I'm not Jesus and I'm not Jesus Jr. I'm not going to the cross for y'all. I love you, but I'm not going. Hallelujah. He already went. So <laughs> what I mean by that is crucifixion of the flesh and like, hey, these are my desires, right? But my desires will no longer supersede or come above your will for my life because I know you to be God and I know you to be sovereign enough and I know you to love me with the very essence of who you are to know that you are bringing me to a good unexpected end. So everything that you want from me is good. Think about that for a moment. I'm going to repeat that. Everything God wants for you is good. <laughs> everything God wants for you 
is good in nature, in thought, in character, in development, in wholeness, in complete, in perfection. It is good what he wants for you. Just really let that soak in. So being able to release and let old things die, to come into the birthing of a new thing and to come into the right timing and the right season. Because we have this misconception, right? We think that just because we're out of season for something that we're not producing. Wrong. We may not see the manifestation of it in the physical realm just yet, but it does not mean that progress is being progress is not being made. It does not mean that you have not moved forward in some capacity. It doesn't even mean that you haven't changed because that's a lie and that's deceptive. And we, we gonna come out of agreement with that. Hallelujah. <laughs> but seriously though, like just because you may be out of season for something or you may think something is out of season. It does not mean that you are not still in the place where you need to be. Because you very much so could be exactly where you need to be. And if you're in rebellion, guess what? There's still a chance for you to turn back around. Okay? There's still a chance for you to be like, eh, you know what? Mm. This is not the right path that God wants me on. And this is not a path I want to be on for myself. Let me go ahead and turn back to him. Period. He is there every single time. Like the prodigal son. He's there every single time with arms open wide, waiting to embrace you, waiting to love you, waiting to accept you back. He actually, he never denied you. He never turned his back on you. He just patiently waited for you to come back home. So let that also be a note of encouragement for the person who's been like, oh my God, you know, I feel, I feel discouraged. I feel this, I feel that, blah, 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 blah. Listen, there's always time, always time. As long as you have breath in your body, there's always time and an opportunity to turn back to him. And he welcomes you with open arms and let it be known in you, in your heart, in your mind that literally he wants everything good for you nothing missing nothing lacking like it's more than just the house the car the this the that those are gifts that should not be your reward the reward should literally be hey i have peace i have a sound mind i have joy and it's not fake joy i'm not fake laughing when i laugh it's like sincere laughter you know, even in difficult situations, even when life can sometimes be very chaotic, right? Even in the midst of storms and trials and suffering, I can still have sincere joy because I know that my joy, it's not mine. It comes from the Lord. And because it comes from the Lord, it is sincere. It's truthful in nature. Hey, he's, he's the God of truth. He is truth. Everything from him is true. Oh, Mm -mm -mm. everything from him is true he does not lie but seasons right ebbs and flows timings the pace of god the rhythm of god the cadence of god sometimes i also feel like 
if we get something too fast, we can lose appreciation for it (laughs) very quickly. And sometimes it can show us just how entitled we are. I know I started talking about entitlement, but baby, let me tell you something. (laughs) When the Lord literally dug into me and was like, you cannot claim possession of anything because nothing belongs to you. You don't even belong to yourself. And he brought me to the scripture that says, you were bought with a price. And I was like, well, God dang, like, I really don't. I don't belong to myself. I don't. Okay, Jesus, just go ahead and rebuke me. Amen. Um, But there's this sense of entitlement, right? That we feel we're owed, especially when we've been in places of trauma and when we've been hurt and we've been betrayed and we've had things stolen and taken from us and we've been robbed and abused and, you know, like whether it be physical rape or molestation or even spiritual rape or molestation. I'm telling you, sometimes it can put us in the place of like, straight up pride, right? It can put us in the place of like, hey, um, this is due unto me. Like you owe me this, God. And I believe scripture tells us the only thing we are deserving of is death. (laughs) But he gives more grace. Okay, ha, that's why he went to the cross. Another story for another day. But in full honesty, um, Learning how to walk that pace with him is also so that you're prepared for the thing, right? Because you don't want to just receive the thing and not be prepared for it. I'm not saying ready because sometimes readiness is like, are we really truly ready for anything? Eh. But can we be prepared as best as we can for something? Of course. And so in the timing, right, in the cadence of him, he is teaching us like, hey, I want you to prepare for this. I want you to sit still and do nothing. I want you to like literally and physically prepare. I want you to take into consideration um, the things that you're going to need to be able to steward what I'm going to give you. And even like, once again, not just physical things, but you have to steward your deliverance. You have to be disciplined and and, and be able to learn self-control, right? Let's think about joy. You have to steward joy. Your heart, you have to steward your heart well. Your wholeness, you have to be able to put boundaries in place, not walls, okay? We don't need to like straight up, like we don't need the Great Wall of China or anything like that, right? Where nobody can get over it, you know? But we need to have boundaries that are like, hey, these are the parameters of what I'm comfortable with and what I'm not comfortable with so that I am careful not to trip myself up or go back into a place that I've been brought out of. So waiting patiently, and I wanted to touch upon this, I ran into this infographic, which was really, really great and helpful. And I've kept this with me for a while, but it says the Hebrew word for waiting patiently doesn't mean to be still or quiet. The word kava 
actually means to eagerly expect God to act and to be ready to spring into action when he does. <laughs> mm, let me read that again. The Hebrew word for waiting patiently doesn't mean to be still or quiet. The word kava actually means to eagerly expect God to act and to be ready to spring into action when he does. So once again, preparation in the pace, in the cadence, when you think you're out of season for something, when you are out of season for something, right? It's like, hey, this isn't the timing yet. It's not the right timing for X, Y, and Z. But... The beautiful thing is that time moves forward. It doesn't move backwards, at least not for us in this realm. And no, I don't want to get into a debate about quantum physics <laughs> or like theoretical time variances and all that other jazz. What I'm saying is the time that we presently exist in, <laughs> time, it moves forward. And because it moves forward, guess what? There, you are eventually going to come into that right timing and that right alignment to be able to receive the thing that God desires for you. And because you have been eagerly expecting God to act and becoming prepared to spring into action, when he does, you're going to be able to steward it well. And have endurance and longevity in the thing. Because we don't think about the endurance and the longevity that it takes to maintain. Because there's a maintenance that we don't talk about enough. You get the thing. But you also have to maintain it. And how will you maintain it if you don't take the time the effort or the energy to be able to steward and to learn and to heal and to grow, mature, develop, invest, you know, whether it's time or energy or effort, whatever it might be. But yeah, how are you going to be able to do all that if you, if you were just like, okay, I'm going to get the thing and like, boom, okay, I'm going to move forward. Hmm. That's not fun. And that's not, that doesn't lead to longevity. And we want longevity over here. Not the other way around. Okay? I want that for all of you. I want that for myself. <laughs> I want that for the rest of our lives, for the rest of our days. Because it really is a beautiful thing when we're able to receive the things that we've been praying for, the things we've been waiting on. And I understand, trust me, I understand the discontentment that comes along with it, the frustration that comes along with it, the irritation that comes along with it, the entitlement that comes along with it, the pride, <laughs> you know, that can sometimes happen in the wait. It's just like, I feel you. I am walking through that. You know, there are things I've been waiting on and praying about. And it's been some time. And I'm not talking about like months. I'm talking about years. <laughs> it's been years that I've been waiting on things. But in the process, I'm really coming to learn so much, not just about myself, but really about God and the nature and the characteristic of who he is. Right. And why um, when we're out of season for things, it's important for us to be sober, sobriety, sobriety, okay? Be sober-minded. And what that means is your emotions, yeah, the enemy likes to weaponize your emotions, 
sometimes, a lot of the time, and being sober-minded is being of the persuasion, um, at least to me, being of the persuasion that God is in control of your past, your present, and your future. And because he's in control of that, your feelings are not fact. They can tell you if something is wrong, if something is right, um, you know, like being able to abide in like the joy of a situation. Yeah. But it's not your fact. It's not, it does, it should not define your present reality, right? Being sober-minded is like, okay, God, I'm taking on your perspective here and I'm taking me and how I feel out of the equation because how I feel can sometimes lead us to destruction, but he gives more grace. He really does. He really, really does. And so in, in learning how to be sober minded, I've learned how to practice contentment and gratitude, right? Practice leaning into him, practice even like releasing the desires for certain things, right? Fully releasing the desire for certain things and just being able to rest in the fact that like his timing really is perfect. It may, it may not happen like at the time that I think it should, like, you know, sometimes we could think, oh, you know, this particular thing for me is like when everything is right and it's just like nothing is wrong. And it's like, ah, that's not necessarily true. (laughs) His timing is perfect, which means that it's full, it's abundant. It's missing or lacking nothing. So when nothing is missing and nothing is lacking, it's like, okay, there you go. Boom. And then also being able to say, hey, um, learning how not to compare my season with other people's seasons and being able to be like, you know what? This is who I am. This is who God has made me to be. This is the character in which he is grooming and he is solidifying um, my identity in him. And that's a journey I'm walking through as well, you know, and it's a daily walk. And it's a daily surrenderance. And so be encouraged. Just, I just want you all to be encouraged. Like if you are in the moment and the timing where you're like out of season for the manifestation of a blessing or for the manifestation of like something God is doing inside of you internally, just know that it's going to happen. And it's such a cliche, especially when you're like, I don't want to hear it. But really, it is going to happen. And you have to be able to hold on to that mustard seed of faith when life challenges you, when the enemy tries to get in your head, when people and circumstances come up against you to try to rob you. Mm -mm. He's there. He really is the present help in trouble. He really is um, the God that gives us beauty for ashes, the one who gives us joy for sorrow. It's coming. It will happen. You will find yourself whole. Okay, you will find yourself joyful again. You will find yourself feeling accepted. You will see your self-esteem increase in him. You will find your confidence to be who you are, to speak up. You will, um, you know, if you're praying for a new vehicle or if you're praying for a vehicle to be able to have consistent, stable transportation, you will. If you need to balance out your income and you're like, Jesus, help. 
you will like he is gyra he will provide for you you won't find yourself in that state of like oh my god i'm down to like my last dime no the devil is a liar that's not god's plan for us but our, my prayer once again is that like even in the process that we just learn how to steward better and that we pay attention um to our behaviors we pay attention to our thoughts and we just begin to like question them and submit them to God. Like really be like, okay, why am I having this thought? Where is this coming from? And not from a place of like, you shouldn't have that thought or condemnation. No, but from the place of like, hey, you know what? Mm, why am I thinking this? That's not nice to me. Hey, I got to love you first. Like, ooh, you know? I got to love you, girl. I got to love you, sir, whoever you are, first before anything else. So my hope is that like, hey, you, you take that time to kind of deep dive and to really think about, okay, how can I be a better steward? How can I prepare? How can I grow? How can I develop? How can I strengthen these areas? And what are some things I just need to go ahead and die? Like they just need to die. And it's okay if they die. Hallelujah. Because, you know, if that thing dies, then guess what? Something new is going to be resurrected. So don't be discouraged and don't be worried if it doesn't um, come back to you in that same format. It's going to come back to you. But, yeah, just be encouraged. So I love you all so, so, so much. I'm really grateful that y'all get to rock it with me. I'm excited to see what 2024 brings and we're just going to do the thing. All right. So until we meet again, remember to contend for the greatness that is inside of you. I'm rooting for you.